Welcome to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we talk empowerment, that authentic empowerment. We talk about peeling back the layers and coming into fullness of self in a rewilding kind of way. I'm your host, Sabrina Lynn, and today's episode, we're going to talk about the August 2017 eclipse energy. I recorded this podcast during a live workshop, so it's not just talking about what's going on energetically in August for us, but it's giving us a doorway into self right? So into these parts of self that are being energetically open for us during the eclipse. Pretty stinking exciting. So this is actually workshop style. Of course, it's online, but as much as I can bring practices and energetics and open up doorways for us to dive deeper into self, for us to awaken, us to open to more Shakti, us to open to even, we talk divine masculine in this episode. So both divine masculine, divine feminine, we talk soul purposes, we talk sexual healing. There's a lot in this episode and had a lot of really, really great feedback when I did this live in our Facebook group. By the way, if you are not already in our Facebook group, just do a search Rewilding for Women and you'll see the Facebook group. Uh, Click to join and you're in. Then you can be a part of live things and there's all sorts of other resources in there and it's just this beautiful circle of women. Also, if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, do so. Um, I'm not saying that from a standpoint of I want to send you lots of stuff. I say that because we do other things specifically for our subscribers. So there's other bonus stuff that comes out. There's other little rewilding free workshops that I do, videos and audios and all sorts of little fun things that only our subscribers get. So if you just go to our website, Rewilding for Women com, you'll see a sign up there. Hope to see you in the newsletter and also hope to see you in the Facebook group. Enjoy today's episode. Get into a place where you can really be fully present um, and you're not distracted and you're not doing lots of other things. Uh, so you can really, really go into the practices. Okay, that's it for me. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. I have so much to talk about today. I could run this workshop for hours and hours and hours or days and days and days and days and days (laughs) because that's how beautiful uh, this eclipse is. That's how big this eclipse is. That's how much I'm seeing happen in this eclipse. Uh, I think before we do this, I think it would be good. We'll just open the conversation officially by... What should we do? Holding an intention. Yep. So feeling into or allowing an intention to arise within you, right? Not this mental push, push, push place or what should I be intending to do, but if we can allow an intention to arise from within, that's what I'd like to just kind of set circle up for. Uh, So something that you can do to help with that is start to come into womb space or heart space. That helps to drop out of the mind and helps to come into that deeper body wisdom. And that's what we're looking for, um, is is opening up to that deeper body wisdom to allow for an intention to arise. So just 
breathing, either womb space or heart space, right? Either one, just feel what calls to you. And breathing there, opening, making sure the breaths are deep, right? Not these short, shallow breaths, but deeper breath. And just feeling heart, womb space, and then just feeling if there's something there. If there's an intention, maybe an intention for eclipse season, or an intention for this time that we're sitting in together, this circle that we're sitting in together, an intention for the day, an intention for life, just feeling into an intention. And just keep feeling that for a moment. Okay, I'll just give you another second to allow anything to arise. And then holding that. And if it feels right um, to start to connect, right? So we've set this kind of personal intention, or maybe it's not so personal, but we've set this intention. And now... Just imagine for a moment, because we are in workshop space, right? We are sitting in this circle with our sisters. So now I want to take us to those energetics and to feel into this container that we're held in. So just, you might visualize it if you're a visual person or you might feel. So just breathing, kind of breathing open into the space, the container, the circle of women that we're sitting in, right? So just opening to, and you might, you might start to feel like love arising. For me, every time I open up to this space, yeah. And if you do kind of feel that or you want to send some of that to the group, just hit the, hit the hearts, hit the hearts, um, hit the the like button or hit the hearts. Um, sometimes it's just so beautiful for us to see like we're actually all here together. It's not just you sitting there listening to Sabrina talk at you, right? Like we are in this big mama safe sacred space. And I love you all. These hearts are so beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Now that we've opened up this space. I want to say a few things around this space, how to get the most out of our little time together, out of this little eclipse workshop that we're going to do, how to get the most out of being in rewilding circle, because that's where we are. And one of those things is to shut off all other distractions, right? Just anything else that's going on, if you can, I know sometimes there's, you're working and you can't do that, but if you're in a place and you can, you can just be fully 100% here, I absolutely recommend doing that. A really great practice to energetically do that is to breathe back in any energy that you've given out today or any Cord, I shouldn't say cords because I think there's so many connotations associated with cords, energetic cords, but it's just to use the inhale to breathe back 
anything that you may have left sitting somewhere or may have attached somewhere else, right? So it's just breathing that in. So using the inhale to just breathe back anything, any kind of energy that you've expended today or left in certain places, right? Yeah. And then you can use the exhale to give back anything that you've picked up today or last night, depending on what time it is for you, right? So exhale, releasing anything that isn't you, isn't this present moment. So inhale to bring you back. Any energy that you've left anywhere and then exhale to release anything that doesn't serve you in this moment before we dive into stuff. So maybe just do two more of those breaths and inhale, bringing everything back and then exhale, letting everything go. And one more. And inhale, bringing everything back. And an exhale, letting everything go. Okay. <laughs> now, normally in workshop space, before I dive into content, before I open any energetic doorways for us, before we do any meditation practices, I don't want to use the word meditation practices. I'm taking that out of the rewilding vocabulary, I think. Before we do any rewilding practices, right? If I say meditation, we all suddenly start to go like, ooh, bleh, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> um, so before we do any of this big stuff that I want to do, uh, I usually in workshop space will ask, how are you feeling in this present moment? It's a great check-in and it's a great practice to help continue to open up circle for us, but also brings us into a feeling place because so much of our lives is spent up here thinking, 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 thinking. And that's about like 5% of our actual capacity as humans. So my question to you, to our circle, and I would love for you to just write one word. How are you feeling right now in this moment? What's going on for you? One word, maybe two words. What's going on for you? Um, Maybe I'll answer some of these questions while everybody shares. <clears throat> Kim, I love that. Excited. Mary, yeah, I'm in Wisconsin. Mom's house. Yeah, I'm back home. Woo -woo. I think you're in Madison, woman. My plans changed. Anyways, um, hopeful. Aaron, that's, uh, that's beautiful. Yes. And they don't have to be beautiful. These, this doesn't have to be I'm feeling so good, Sabrina. You might not be feeling good, so it's just honoring exactly what's happening for you in the moment, the full spectrum of emotions, right? We talk about this absolute full spectrum of the feminine and it's full spectrum of the emotions. Everything here is, is valid. There is no right, there is no wrong, there is no judgment. So something else with rewilding workshops, which again is what we're in right now, is no judgment, right? And we know no judgment of other, but we are our harshest critics. So this is my other tip for you is no judgment of self. So no judgment of what's, 
what you're feeling right now, no judgment of what unfolds for you, no comparison. So some women will go through this workshop today and they will have big, profound things that are um, overtly uh, uh, like physically tangible or they will share comments and you're like, ah, yeah, I just don't really relate to that at all. I don't, I'm not, everything here is subtle. Subtle can be just as profound as not subtle, as loud and wild and, and bright, right? Can be just as profound, sometimes more profound. Those subtle, um, really fine things that are happening, things that we're almost barely conscious of happening. Um, okay, calm, exhausted. I'm seeing just fabulous words, body aches and pains. Yeah. Um, I hear you sister. Grateful. I think, I think it feels right to talk about eclipse now. Um, and before I talk about the specific energetics of this eclipse, I want to just talk about eclipse overall. You might be a person who doesn't believe at all in astrology and just thinks, mm, this is a little bit of fun. Fair enough, right? I'm, I'm, I am, um, I'm not going to challenge that. I think you're listening to this and you're here because there's a curiosity. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. But if you're skeptical around the eclipse, if you're skeptical around full moons, and, and uh, I don't really know if that actually makes the werewolves come out, right? right? Um, or if you're just thinking, I'm seeing all this eclipse stuff, and it just seems like a lot of hype. And... And you might even have the thought of, hey, I think all of this hype, which I think is kind of bullshit, is just creating what it is that I'm reading about, right? right? Do, you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, hit the like button if you know what I mean. I hope I'm getting this across. I know that there's, um, there is that element of, of thought like, okay, is this really that big of a deal, right? Just because the sun and the moon are in the same spot, like, is that really that big of a deal? Well, you can read more about the, um, the beginnings of astrology and where astro how astrology was founded, and it was actually founded on this really big, massive body of research and work, and it was founded on, well, what energetic patterns are happening when this planet is in the sky in this position and then when it does it right so this is years and years and years and years of work but I'll let you study that I'm not here to convince you of astrology and I'm not here to convince you opposite of astrology I'm here because whether or not you believe in the eclipse or you believe in the potency of it or the doors being open we've got an opportunity so we've got an opportunity to work together and if the eclipse is an excuse for us to dive deep into the depths of self and open up to some big, huge potential that we maybe wouldn't dive into before, I will use that eclipse every day of the stinking week, right? I will absolutely go there. And if this is a placebo, if the eclipse is a placebo and you're saying like, mm, 
yeah, it's all being created because of the hype that's going on and it's a placebo, cool. I don't give a shit if it's placebo or if it's actual fact. If it works, it works. That's what I care about. So I come from a place of it works because I've seen it work. It works because every rewilding workshop, I align with the astrology, right? So if, and I love your hearts. Thank you, ladies. I'm glad. I think I'm kind of getting this point across, right? So be, I think what I'm saying here is be skeptical. Hell yeah, sister. I'm one of the most skeptical people on the planet. But what I go by is if it works, it works. And what I've seen in rewilding workshops is when the astrology lines up, and this is how I actually create retreats and workshops, everything we do aligns with astrology. Because why not get every thing lined up that I can? Why not make it as easy as possible for you to go into these deep, hidden parts of self, right? Why, why wouldn't we do that? So that's how I feel about eclipse, right? And that's what I want to talk about today. And those are the practices that I want to share with you is what's open energetically in this eclipse, what we can do to support what's going on. And probably some like, Maybe some uh, questions that might make you a little bit uncomfortable because eclipses are uncomfortable. So the energetics of eclipse is bringing out that which is hidden, bringing us to deeper truths within self. And the eclipse, how it kind of works is it basically amplifies, like if you're an astrologer, and I'm not going to talk a lot of astrology, Um, because there's a lot of other people who do that and they'll do it better than I will. I'm just going to talk raw energetics. I'm going to talk archetypes and I'm going to talk practices that we can use during this time for for ourselves. And some of these practices, so what I'm kind of seeing here is some of them are for future visions. So soul purpose, soul visions, that's being opened up really, really in a big way. I'm seeing this beautiful holding of the divine masculine. Um, and I'll talk more about that, but there is some magic that comes about when we stand in space that is Shiva space. So when a woman, when the feminine comes in and stands in a space that is in the healed masculine, that is in the conscious masculine, that is in that Shiva divine masculine, there is some profound, big healing that can happen in this space. And that's very much what's going on in this eclipse. We have this awesome holding, this absolutely beautiful container we have to trust the container though. So that's, that's, the, that's the tricky part is we've actually got to trust that we can dance our wildness in that container and we will be held in unconditional love, right? It's that unconditional love, that non-judgment, that complete holding, that protection, that um, maybe take the word protection out if that rubs you the wrong way because it might, but I say protection from a place of this is safe space, right? This is consciousness. And when divine masculine can set up this space, this atmosphere, this consciousness of safeness and can hold the feminine in love and absolute gratitude for her in her fullness 
all faces of her, the dark, wild, ferocious goddess, as well as the mother, as well as the lover. When we can trust that space and fall into that space, big, big, big openings happen. Big, big healings happen. Healings around sexuality, healings around union. And I don't say this from a a relationship standpoint. I don't say this from a man-woman standpoint. I'm saying this from a higher energetic standpoint. So this eclipse has that. Um, as one component of it, Shiva and Jupiter, who are <laughs> some of the most glorious masculine archetypes to work with. There's not a lot. There's, I should say, oftentimes for us, when we open up to those archetypal patterns, there's not a lot of ickiness there. There's not a lot of gooiness, right? Saturn is where like the crazy masculine patriarchal like wounding stuff sits. But these two, it's this like glory place. And so they're, they're sitting together just holding space like, hey, <laughs> I love you, feminine. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be here holding all of you, right? So to be seen from a masculine energy is very different to be seen from a feminine energy and to be held in a masculine energy is very different than being held in a feminine energy. Do you see Different things will awaken and open to you when being held in masculine, divine masculine, unconditional love masculine. Different things will also arise for you when being held in unconditional love by the masculine, right? It's going to bring up things that you may not have seen before. So know that this is very much a part of this eclipse. Um, And by the way, eclipse started... Um, I'm loving all of your comments, by the way, ladies. So just keep sharing, keep commenting, keep the hearts, just, um, just keep connecting. Or if there are things you want to share, there are women who will watch this later um, after the live is over. And it's so beautiful to see the comments and they'll interact. And I see all those comments. So I love it. Um, I just want to say it feels really, really good and really yummy in our space today. Uh, yeah, so thank you. Okay, so that's one big, beautiful aspect of, uh, of this eclipse, a practice for this. So when things start to get wild, if they start to get wild during this, or if you just want to do some conscious practice with this holding, you can lean into divine masculine. So, uh, you can, use any kind of divine masculine archetypal pattern or energy that feels very clean, very pure, very holding, uh, that sings to you like Shiva. So if you, excuse me, if you can lean into Shiva or you can imagine there's the Kali statue, um, or yeah, Kali statue of her dancing, her wild dance on top of Shiva. You can Google search an image of that if you've never seen that, right? So that can be really powerful right now is visualizations of that or energetic leaning into, or if Christ, Yeshua, Jesus kind of sings to you, you can lean into that divine masculine energy or any other divine masculine that's very clean, that's very pure, um, And that's very holding. So those are brilliant, brilliant, brilliant practices. And I hope that just me talking about this to you 
actually I know <laughs> that us talking about this has opened that door. So if it feels right to go back and listen to this little section down the track, do it and fall into it, right? So it's almost like you can, you can lean into him. Yeah, heart, hell yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> right? Like you can lean into him. You can, you can bring in that pure essence, right? So for those of you who've done online retreat with me or who have done workshops, um, live workshops with me or been in live retreats, we do the practice of you bring in that, that Shiva, right? That pure, that holding, that masculine energy. And you can just, you breathe it. And it brings in this like perfect, perfect stillness. So this energy is very much a part of the eclipse. And we have this opportunity to dance in the holding, the holding by the divine masculine and to allow for things to arise that won't necessarily arise in other spaces. Okay, that's one aspect that I wanted to touch on. <sighs> Whew, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> um, I'm just so... God, I wish I could just run like workshop after workshop after workshop on this eclipse because there are so many elements to this. But now having just felt into divine masculine, I want to talk about Persephone. And I've written about Persephone. So if you're not on the rewilding newsletter, make sure you subscribe. If you're not in the group, make sure you find the Facebook group, Rewilding for Women, you'll find it or go to our homepage and then subscribe to the newsletter. But I've written about Persephone and I've written about how she's not talked about. She's not. Um, she is conjunct the sun and the moon in this eclipse, right? Like she, she's like, hi, hi, I'm here. So I don't want to talk a whole lot. So here's another thing. If you are, um, actually, no, I don't want to go into that because I'm just about to go back to the astrology rant and we don't need to go there. We're just going to keep going. And when something doesn't sit right with you or there's skepticism around it, that's okay, right? Just take it, put it in a little box, sit it there. It might be valid someday in the future or it might not rub you the wrong way someday in the future. So if I go too far or it's too far out there or things start to get like, what, what? Um, just, just feel free to pop it in a box and sit it over here. Um, but don't leave. Keep hanging out with us because the next thing might be, yeah, I get that. Um, okay, so I want to talk about Persephone. Now, the myth of Persephone, right? These are all archetypal energies. So this is an archetypal pattern that's held in our collective. And if it's held in our collective, it's held in our psyches, it will be held differently in each of our psyches. So for some of us, we have very, very strong Persephone. We don't even know it a lot of times until we start doing this deep inner work. And for some of us, we, we all have Persephone. So we've all got her, but it's how she gets expressed to what degree, and it can change throughout our lives. So just to give you a little bit of a cap around all of the archetypes, that's all of them. Um, Persephone, though, is one of those hidden dark goddesses. Persephone is one of those archetypal patterns that's not accepted in our normal everyday society in the Western world or in any parts of the world. Persephone is 
like the other dark goddesses, she's been hidden. She's been repressed. We haven't been allowed to open to her. Why? She's the queen of the freaking underworld. The queen of the underworld, right? She was abducted by Pluto, who is the god of the underworld. So this is the myth, right? So as I start talking about this, start to feel, this is all about feeling, right? We've, we've gone in, we've dove in, and it's about feeling. So start to listen and feel what resonates with you. So if there's something that pops out at you, trust that, trust what's coming up for you. If you're starting to feel things arise or bubble or the body starts to move, trust that, go with that. Um, so back to Persephone. Now, Persephone was young maiden, beautiful young maiden, adolescent, right? Very protected by her mother. She was taught to be the good girl. If you can relate to that, hit the like button, right? If you were brought up as the good girl, this is what's acceptable, the good girl. Um, throwing tantrums is not acceptable. Being loud is not acceptable. Being heard is not acceptable. Being sexual is not acceptable. Talking about sex is not even acceptable, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this is the good girl thing. So this is the myth. Persephone brought up as good girl, very protected um, and kept very naive. So there's a naivete with Persephone until she's abducted. Now, she's abducted. Basically, Pluto, god of the underworld, comes up, snatches her from Earth, pulls her underground. Now, the myth, there's two different parts to the myth or two different stories to the myth, but the abduction is always the same. So the abduction is always there. She is abducted. She is forced to go underground. So if you feel into those energetics, it's a forced initiation into the depths of the psyche. Now, how many of us have been through a forced underground journey, right? All hell has broken loose in life. The divorce comes out of nowhere, the car crash, the illness, the loss of money, the whatever, right? This is initiation by fire. So this is Persephone, right? Snatched into the underworld. Sorry, sunshine. You don't get to live this naive, sunshiny, adolescent life. It's time to grow up. Bang. She gets abducted, pulled into the underworld. Yeah, I think we can all relate to that, right? Like these, these are, in, in these challenging, tough times is when some of our biggest growth spurts happen. Um, so this is a Persephone, uh, ener these are energetics of Persephone. So anyways, abducted, underground. Now she's with Pluto. Some of the myths will say that she's raped by Pluto. And I can say that there is oftentimes when working in this archetypal energy, the gift of Persephone is healing sexual wounds. It is almost number one for Persephone is healing sexual wounding. Um, I shouldn't say almost number one, but it's up there, right? If there was any young sexual wounding, this is an opportunity to clear, to release, to heal, to come into wholeness around that stuff. It's big. It's really fucking big. And I wouldn't say the F word, especially in my mama's house, if it wasn't, right? So there is an opportunity here to lean into that divine masculine energy and heal any of that old sexual wounding that we've got. 
Now, it doesn't have to be sexual wounding from this life. It might be, because I think there's, I don't know the actual numbers of how many women have been um, sexually abused in some way. It's outrageous. And children um, have been inappropriately touched is outrageous. I don't even know what the numbers are, but they're a hell of a lot higher than what's reported. But I'm also saying that even if you don't have that in your history of this life, it's held incredibly strongly in the feminine, in the collective. We're holding it energetically. It's in our society. It's still happening in a lot of countries today. It's still acceptable for a husband to rape his wife anytime he wants to today. It's still okay in some parts of this world. So you better believe your ass that it's held in the collective. Also, it's come through our DNA, right? You can look up all the research around what we bring, what comes through, through our DNA, through the genetics. Now, I know in my family system, there has been some serious, serious sexual stuff around the feminine. Uh, And my mom sat in her mom's womb. I sat in my mom's womb. So not only have I taken the DNA from my mother's side and half the DNA from my father's side, so whatever sexual... uh, ickiness has come from just the DNA. I've also hung out in the second chakra, in the womb space. I've come through the channel where abuse has happened, where we energetically store that abuse, right? As children, we come through that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be pulling it in as a little one when I'm coming through. So, I say this from a perspective of if it's showing up for you and you're like, or if I'm talking about this and things are sort of starting to trigger, or if sex isn't really open for you or really profound, or you find yourself shutting down sometimes during sex, but you don't really know why, or if you're afraid to trust men, or if you're, you know, relationshipy stuff. And it's like, ah, I don't know where this comes from. I don't, I don't know why I can't have orgasms. I don't know why I can't trust. I don't know why I don't feel like I'm safe. I don't know why I don't feel um, like I can be vulnerable with you, especially when I've got my clothes off. Um, don't, I, I, I'm saying this because there's so much more uh, that, that we carry with us that's not just memories from this life. And I haven't even talked about past lives and whether or not you believe in past lives. Again, that's, I don't care. Um, you, you can have all believe whatever is right for you is right for you. Um, but however those energetics are showing up, that's what my concern is. And I share this because we have an opportunity to heal this stuff. I'm not talking about it because I like to rant about where, where we're at. I'm not happy about it. This is partially why I do the work that I do because it, as you can see, it's kind of a passion of mine. It's kind of why I'm here. But um, we've got this opportunity or this window to shift, to let go, to open, to heal some of this old sexual wounding. And, and we've got this opportunity to lean into pure masculine energy, to experience 
divine masculine to experience the holding, the love, the sexual purity that's possible from the masculine, right? Because it is possible. It is there. You may have never experienced it, but is there. And it is healing as hell to be in that energy. And this eclipse has got, it's the perfect storm for this. It is the perfect, perfect storm. So now off of the sexual tangent, because I know I promised I would talk about sexual healing and wounding. The other thing around Persephone is her going from adolescent to adult. I got to get a drink of water. Hold on a second. So in this abduction, this initiation by fire, she goes from adolescent to woman. Now, here's a question for us all to ask ourselves is, where am I still acting like an adolescent? Where in my relationship am I still acting like a young girl? I want to be a woman. Yeah, there's times for us to be kids and to be playful and to have fun and to be childish because that's beautiful, right? I'm not talking about that. I absolutely honor the inner child in everybody. But what I'm talking about is when the adolescent starts throwing a fit and you're in like adult space. So this is a big question to ask yourself. And this is something for you to really dig into. Where am I an adolescent? Where am I an adolescent around sex? Where am I still a young girl? in my relationship? Where am I still acting like I have not been initiated, right? So around the Persephone thing is this massive initiation into the mysteries of sex, into the mysteries of relationship, into the mysteries of union. She becomes the queen of the underworld. Her and Pluto have this tantric, luscious, intense, insane, beautiful, wild relationship that is built on purity and on love, right? After we get through the abduction and all that stuff, right? But it comes to that place, but it's the initiation into that space. So have you been initiated into that? Have you energetically worked through whatever you need to work through to stand in this place as a woman, to love as a woman, to make love as a woman, right? That's Persephone. And to be able to do it in the underworld, right? She's in the underworld doing this. So in the underworld just means depths of our psyche. So the underworld is also us looking at our deepest desires. So this is another thing around Persephone, your deepest desires, And the more true you can be to yourself and the more honest you can be with yourself, the quicker you will open up to who you authentically are. So I think this is so funny about this path is like, I want to be authentic. I want to be my authentic self. I want to take the layers back. I want to peel back the layers. I want to authentically be me, right? I want to open up my heart. I want to authentically um, come, come find out who I am and open to all that I am. But then we get to these tricky little spots of like, okay, well, what's your deepest sexual desire? I don't want to talk about that or like I blind myself to that. So, so deepest desires and truths. So getting off of the sex kind of theme or yeah, getting off of that. What is it that you're not being truthful to yourself about? So this is straight up eclipse energy is 
What are you not being truthful about in your life? What is it that you know that you're not willing to admit to? What is it that you know that you're not wanting to see in your life? What sort of situation are you in in your life that doesn't quite fit, but you're still trying to make it work? These are the big questions of this eclipse. There's a lot of big questions. Like I said, I could talk for days on this whole thing, but these are the big questions to ask yourself. What am I not wanting to see about my life? What is the truth that I'm not wanting to own? What's not fitting in my life, but I'm too scared to change it? Maybe it's job. Maybe job is just absolutely hellacious, but you're scared shitless to leave your job. What, right? So this eclipse brings this up. Eclipse is bringing this up. So in all of this, this is just raw eclipse energy, but in all of this, we've also got um, black moon conjunct Saturn. Yeah. And they're doing this beautiful little triangle over here. I think it's Uranus over there. I've got it pulled up on here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this beautiful triangle eclipse. Black Moon Saturn and Uranus going like, ee, hello. Okay, so Black Moon Saturn, what is that about? That is about like <laughs> healing some of the biggest, deepest, seeing some of the biggest, deepest things, right? Like Black Moon is like truth bomber of all truth bombers. It's like a Kali sword of here, I'm going to show you the truth. So if we can work this eclipse and be conscious over the next couple of weeks, conscious as in take some time out to journal every day, take some time out to chat with a girlfriend, team up with somebody in the rewilding group, like, hey, you might have a, a little bit of a rapport. Hey, you want to chat every day or you want to just write a little bit of a note every day to check in with each other, checking in with self, make space over the next three weeks. This is the, one of the biggest things that you can do. Make space. We... We distract ourselves with so much stuff. I gotta do this and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. So how can you create some space in your life to honor what's going on and to allow for these things to arise so that life doesn't get crazy chaotic, so that we can walk into this consciously and the situation that I don't fit into, I can change that with my very conscious intention. Does this make sense? Versus the whole thing blowing up and the universe kind of comes in and gives you the smack across the face, gives you a whole life tsunami and the whole upheaval because you're not on the right path, right? So you could do this two ways. You can go into it and go, I'm going to co-create and be a part of this and see the truth and I'm going to work with it so it's less painful and it's easier and it's quicker and I open more. Or I can go over here and I can go, no, I'm, I'm pretty happy in my job. Yeah, my job is okay. Yep, it's pain. Yep, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then you get fired. And then it's big drama because you were still in this crazy mindset of convincing yourself that it's okay because you didn't want to be here to see the truth. Like, far out. I am so uncomfortable. I don't fit in this role anymore. It's actually stifling me. This is not my soul's purpose. This is not allowing me to grow. It's not allowing me to love. I actually really need to get out of here because I'm slowly dying every single day of my life, right? Or we can do it this way. So eclipse is one of those beautiful times for us to go, to really go for it. 
All right, so I want to wrap things up because I've been talking forever, as usual. I don't even know what the camera's doing. It might stop at some point. I don't know. Everything's new. I'm going to try to post the video. That's why I'm recording that. I'm going to try to put this on the um, podcast as well, hopefully. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, especially with energetics the way that they are and electronics. But, okay, so is there anything else that I want to say? I do want to talk about soul purpose really quick. So I'm going to wrap up with this because the eclipse hits North Node. North Node is that place in our chart where it's our truest purpose, our soul's purpose, if that's the word you want to use, our passionate mission in life, our, uh, our, our, what will fulfill us what I'm here for, what I'm here to do, right? We all came in as very unique beings with very unique gifts and very unique ways of expressing those gifts. Now, we've got a thousand different choices. So, of course, we've still got free will. Um, but here's how I feel about it. And what I see in Rewilding is that I see we have different ways to express the same soul purpose, right? But there's this energetic purity to soul's purpose. And there's multiple purposes, but... How that gets expressed can be a thousand different ways and a billion different ways, but there's still this core of what souls, like part of my, um, part of my soul's purpose is to bring more of the divine feminine. And do you see how passionate and crazy and wild I get about this? That's, that is what I'm here to do. Now I could do that in a thousand different ways, right? I'm doing it here. I could do it in a live workshop. I could do it by writing a book. I could do it blah, 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 all over the planet, wherever I want to live on the globe, right? So it can show up in a variety of different, but I also had to do the work to get to that place of, Hey, this is part of my soul's purpose here. And, and then how I want, what I want to create from there, beautiful. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, but this eclipse, there's an opportunity to take you closer to that. So things to do around that could simply be to, um, there's this thing. It's really super simple. It's called the values factor and it's John Martini. Super, super, super simple. And it's 10 questions. I think you can do Google um, and probably find the 10 questions that he does. And it helps you to find your values, helps to bring you closer to what is it that you care about? What is it that you love, right? So those things can be valued. They're simple, they're simple. I can't take us into like big mama energetic stuff um, in, in this format, otherwise I would, right? If I could open up like this big, big massive rewilding workshop, I would love to do that, especially during this eclipse and say like, hey, look, we're gonna go for it. We're gonna really open up to the deepest, most authentic soul purpose, even if it scares the pants off you, which a lot of times it does. A lot of times it's fear that's holding us back from owning, seeing, knowing what our deepest uh, soul's purpose is. So I think that video camera has totally shut off on me. Uh, I just want to check something. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, so things you can do around soul, uh, things you can do around soul purpose and uncovering that, again, making the space, making the space, having the conversations. This is a beautiful one, is you have somebody who knows you very, very well and who you trust and doesn't have any sort of persuasion on what it is that you do with your life, 
right? So, like, dad might not be the best one if he always wanted you to be a lawyer and he didn't turn out to be a lawyer. He might not be the best person to do this with because he'll probably sway things over to the direction of lawyer, right? So somebody who has no attachment to the actual outcome of this and what they do is they feel into you and they feel into your deepest truth. So this is a really powerful thing um, that I've done in workshops, in rewilding workshops before. And you'll say, this is what I feel my deepest purpose is. And that person rates you on a scale of one to 10. One, as in that doesn't feel at all true for me. <laughs> 10, that feels good. So that's something that you can do with a partner, but you can also do it for yourself. So even if you don't have a person who you can do that with, do it for yourself, right? And you just, you write it. And you can also do, write a question with your right hand, write the answer with your left hand. So left hand can be coming from the depths, coming from more of that uh, deeper wisdom place. If you hold that intention, you write the question, um, what is my deepest purpose? And then you write the answer, what is my heart's desire? So there's two ways to look at soul purpose, a masculine format and a feminine format. I'm not gonna go into all of that, um, but those are the two questions that you want to ask yourself is what is my, what is my life's purpose? What is my soul's purpose? What must I do to be fulfilled before I die? That's a masculine way of doing it. And we're, we're both, of course, we're both masculine and feminine. And Denny, Sabrina, do you journal? I journal woman. <laughs> I write all of the time. <laughs> yes. Um, and I love it. Um, and then I journal every morning. Actually, that's one of my practices. That's a great question, Denny. So that's part of my morning ritual. I have really crazy morning rituals. And one of them is to just write uh, for myself. And then, so the other feminine way of doing it is what is my deepest heart's purpose? How do I need to love and be loved in order to feel fulfilled before I die? Do I need to have children? Do I need to have children in my life? Maybe I can't have children, but maybe I need to have children in my life. Um, that's a feminine. Those are feminine questions. So I would strongly recommend asking yourselves those two questions and, and sit on them. Allow them to arise. The other thing to do during this eclipse, set the intention for dreams. Dreams can be really big right now. I don't know if you're a dreamer or not. I know for me, I'm not like a super dreamer. Um, and I'm certainly not a good dream interpreter at all. Um, so I've got this little thing like, hey, if I need to have a dream that I need to know something about, it needs to be really clear or I'm not going to get the message. Um, so you can do things like that, too. Uh, with You can set those intentions of, I'd like to dream a soul vision. You can do that. Like, I've done that. Those are great. Naps are the best time to do that, by the way, um, at least for me. Whenever I take a nap, I can always set some sort of like beautiful intent, like, I would love to dream about the outcome of this, or I would love to dream about what's best in this situation. And, and a lot of times just gets delivered. That's, that's kind of a cool little magic trick. <laughs> but for me, naps are the best. Okay, um, I think that's it. I wanna keep going for hours and hours and hours and hours. Um, but I know that everybody has lots of things to do. Are there any, what are the dates of the eclipse? So Kelly, that's a great question. So the first eclipse just happened on the 7th, 8th, depending on where you're at in the world. And then do I have those dates right? If I have those dates wrong, somebody please correct me. And then the next eclipse, which is 
the one I'm talking about even more so than this last one is the 21st, 22nd of August. So this is a great question. Thank you. Uh, Nicole, I love you, woman. Thank you. So 7th and 21st, those are for those in Australia. Those of us over in the States, it's the 8th and the 22nd. And everybody in between, I'm not sure. Um, But so it's kind of this like, this is how it looks. So energetically, it's like peak for this first eclipse that just happened. This is how I see it. A little bit of a break. And then this. Big, because this is a big, this is big. What's the things that are conjunct, the things that are lined up, this big triangle that's happening here. This one is, is it's just like, and it might show up differently in your life. Like it will show up differently for all of us. It could be the most glorious ecstatic. I'm watching sexual awakenings happen. I'm watching pits of despair happen. Um, wait, there was a question here. Sorry. Uh, Tracy, great question. Any more tips on how to lean into the divine masculine? Oh gosh, have I done a podcast on the divine? I have. So if you do look on rewilding and there's a podcast, the masculine and the feminine, uh, I think it was podcast number like two or three. If you go to iTunes, search for like one of those early podcasts, I did masculine and feminine. And there are some divine masculine practices in that podcast that'll also take you into that Shiva energy. Good question, woman. Um, Okay. Ladies, I love you. I love you. I love you. I think we'll be doing more during the eclipse. I I don't know. I would love to. Um, That's my plan. So make sure that you're part of the newsletter. Make sure that you're in the Facebook group. Cause I know a lot of times like we don't see it and then it's like, Oh, I missed it. And I'm only leaving these live videos up for a week as well. So that's a new thing. Cause otherwise there's too many videos and it just gets like crazy confusing. I love all your hearts, ladies. Oh my God. I love you. I'm in love with you. I can't wait to start doing live workshops again. Can I tell you this? Do you see this? Let me just show you. I haven't had my drum for like weeks. Should we just drum for a minute? How about we drum for a minute? Okay, just because I can't help myself. Okay. (sighs) All right, so just breathe and just feel, right? So just breathe and feel and allow whatever um, to arise, arise in you. But this is a blessing. It's for you and it's for Eclipse. And it's because I love the shit out of you. together soon. Oh my gosh. All right. I love you ladies. I will see you all so, so soon. Mwah, 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 mwah.